Hello, welcome to Blades Pod. My name is Ben. It's Friday the 17th of May. I'm very pleased to welcome a special guest to the podcast this week. It is Benjamin Bloom, who you may well know as a YouTuber, podcaster. He has uh, covered the championship very extensively the last couple of seasons on his YouTube channel. Uh, he's an Ipswich fan, but as I think it's probably fair to say he's, he's fallen a little bit in love with the Blades this season. And to be fair, it's, it's quite hard not to. So, yeah, I'm very pleased to have him joining us to uh, to talk about the championship, about Sheffield United, about, um, I guess, what kind of players we should probably look at next season, uh, the playoffs that are going on at the moment as well. And, um, yeah, it's, it's good to get a sort of... Uh, uh, a semi-neutrals take on uh, on the season just gone, and I suppose the season to come as well. So, yeah, thank you very much for for Ben for coming on. Uh, you can check him out at Benjamin Bloom on Twitter and on YouTube. Uh, he's a member of the Blue Monday Ipswich podcast as well. Um, and yeah, thank you for downloading and listening, and I hope you enjoy. So I'm very. Pleased, honoured to be joined by Mr. Benjamin Bloom, who is a football podcaster, YouTuber, and a musician as well. In uh, in your in your spare time when you're not doing football, I suppose. Um, I'm sure most of you, uh, well, I know that most of you listen to this podcast are well aware of uh, of Ben's work covering the championship. Um, been a very welcome presence at United Games this season for sure, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very very pleased to have have him on the podcast today. So, welcome, Ben. Thanks for coming on. Thank you very much for having me. The the honour is all mine. As as you know, I'm a listener to the to the podcast. So I, I remember doing a Blades game, and I thought I must do some research before this game, and I've been been listening ever since. So really really pleased to be on. That's uh, that's very very good to hear. Very kind of you. Um, Right, we, uh, there's a, quite a few things I want to talk to you about. Um, obviously, as I say, you, you cover the, the championship very extensively. Uh, you know, you, you get to a lot of games. You produce these, uh, you know, fantastically in-depth, I've just witnessed kind of reviews on it. Um, but I guess let's start with United. Uh, I suppose we have to, really. Um, you're obviously uh, an Ipswich Town fan. Um, not a great season for Ipswich, I'm afraid. And uh, Moving on. <laughs> well, we'll move on and maybe talk about them in a bit of detail later on. But yeah, you, it, not to put uh, words in your mouth, I suppose, but I, I get the impression you've you've become quite, uh, I don't know if infatuated is too strong a word, but a very, very favourable feelings towards United this season uh, from, from what I've, you know, seen you say on your own videos. Um, so yeah, I, I wondered if you'd just kind of uh, talk to us about that, really, kind of, um, you know, as a, as a neutral, ostensibly, how that how that came about. Well, I mean, first of all, what's what's not to like, really? Um, I I started doing watching other teams other than my own um, last season, um, and I got a reputation for kind of being balanced and fair and being able to watch without being too emotional if my own team was concerned. And I I remember having a chat with a Blades fan. I did a I did a preview podcast and you just got promoted and you'd started well. And I was like, okay, whoop-de-doo. They'll, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll soon find their level and, and drop down. And he was like, yeah, yeah. And look out, look out for these marauding center halves. And I was like, yeah, okay, whatever, mate, you know, I'll believe it when I see it. And, um, you played us and Chris Basham, Julie scored the winner marauding up the pitch. And, um, someone played me back that video actually. And in it, I say, um, I think this Wilder guy might be onto something here. Um, and I think I just became, I, I love the, the audacity of it, you mm. know, just saying, look, screw it. You know, we, we, we don't have as much money. We don't have as good players, but we're going to be braver than you. You know, we'll commit more men forward than you. Um, and so I started to see a few blades games and then, you know, you, you start to get a few tweets back from blades fans and then, you know, you get you get known, and it gets to the point where I'm at um, I'm at Blades Ipswich. Um, Ipswich are already down, and I'm kind of sitting there thinking, <laughs> what do I what do I really want to happen here? Because I've followed <laughs> I've followed this story now for a long while, and I, I walk in the ground, and it's like Ben, Ben, how you doing? How you doing? Oh, and, nice. <laughs> and in the um, in the Tony Curry stand. So yeah, I'm. I'm a really big fan of what Wilder's done. Anyone who watches my stuff knows how broken 
I think the division is how upset I get by the parachute payments. So if you did see my um, waffle after that game, I got quite emotional about um, and went off on a big ramble about how important it is for teams like Sheffield United to do what they've done this season. Yeah, no, it's, it's a great video. I, I really enjoyed watching that in the uh, the hazy days after we clinched promotion of just like just lapping up as much video content as I could. And yeah, that was that was a really nice <laughs> moment. I mean, we, um, you and I obviously spoke. Uh, I guess maybe it was in January, something like that. It was a few months ago, January, February. Um, and I remember you saying because uh, we'd lost to we'd lost to West Brom at home just before Christmas and and Leeds at home as well. And I think we had like a a bit of a discussion where you were kind of like, you know, how does that sort of make you feel in terms of like what is United's ceiling? You know, going up against teams that have parachute payments or uh, that just just have more investment, like uh, you know, say Forest did, for example. Um, and I remember being a bit like, well, you know, that's kind of just just the nature of the beast, I suppose. But yeah, it's, you're right. I mean, for us to get promoted almost against against the financial odds with our kind of lower budget, it's such a a bonus, really. You know, to, to kind of upset those odds, I suppose. But I mean, I guess at, at what point did you kind of think, you know, this could actually happen for United? Was it quite late on in the season? I mean, obviously there was. Uh, a lot of drama in the, I would say, from about four or five games from the end of the season, which, again, we can touch on in a bit more detail. But, yeah, what was there a specific point where you thought, hang about, this team genuinely might finish in the top two? Well, I'd completely written you off after the game at home to West Brom. And I remember doing mm. a vlog and lots of blades of groomer. I felt depressed for you because I was like, what else can Wilder do? Yeah. Um, he's got a strategy. They invest well. There's a long-term plan. And he comes up against a team that has no strategy, no long-term plan, but parachute payments. And um, the two the two things come together and, and West Brom win. And you're kind of like, this is so stacked against these teams. Then I saw Leeds um, beat Villa away and fell in love with what they were doing. Mm-hmm. And they were on this winning streak. Um, then I saw Leeds lose at home to Norwich. And you think, hang on a minute, Leeds aren't the best team in this anymore and then a very wonderful Sheffield United fan called Richard um, got me a ticket for your game away at Leeds and you know we were in contact around that game weren't we and Mm. let's be honest neither of us two thought you were gonna really really thought you were gonna win there was a kind of you know it it could happen but you thought Leeds have had their their slip in a home game against Norwich They've, they've got that out of their system now that you know they they mean business now and when um when Basham went through, and I was in, I was in the away end, and I'm mm. I'm famed for not sitting in the away end. I'm always in the home stand on halfway. Whoever I'm watching, and that goal went in, and I just got a tingle thinking about it. Just just as I said that then, because as he went through, even as he's going through, you're like, oh my god, they're gonna score, and they're gonna win, and you're like, hang on a minute, there's something happening here. There is something something happening here, and from then on, look, you've you've. Um, charted it on the pod the ups and downs and you lost at home to Bristol City and then Leeds went on their cataclysmic run towards the end of the season but when those those the the, the short answer is I'd written you off um, at the West Brom game which was December I think it was, yeah, it was December yeah I thought how can that how can they compete it's, this is impossible um, and as as Basham is going through you're like, because I did even the first, even in the first half of that game, Ben. I'm like, nah, they're dominating. You know, Lee, Lee's are going to win this. And mm. then, as the story, and I think this is the theme with Wilder, isn't it? Is you have to let the thing play out, and yeah. then, then the kind of truth out. So yeah, and probably like most plays as well, that's the point when it's like, oh, okay, this is this is not a playoff team. This is a possible automatic team. Mm. Yeah, there was. Uh, it was an incredible moment, as you say. There was uh, a few more stumbles along the way, I suppose. And I mean, I mean, maybe that's a, a good point to bring up uh, the Ben Bloom Leeds curse. Oh God, <laughs> I was I was scared for my life leaving Leeds last night. But go on. <laughs> so I mean, I, you, you'll be able to tell me better than I can tell you, but. Um, yeah, you, you don't have a great track record of watching Leeds this season. You were present for, uh, I believe, their defeat to Wigan. 
their defeat to no, Brent? No, that, not was, Wigan. that was one of the ones okay. I did miss. That was entirely on them. Let me take you through it, Ben. I've got Leeds results up here. So, look. Just to put this in perspective, Blaze fans have had a lot of fun winding up Leeds fans at my expense and tagging me in stuff. And I must admit, I did play into it once. I, I showed up at Brentford Leeds and I did a little reveal video of, oh, I'm here. And it got like a, a billion likes from Sheffield United fans. But look, the first three times I saw Leeds this season, not only did they win, but they were absolutely brilliant in two of the games. One of them was the Villa away win. They came back from 2-0 down to win 3-2. And... Um, I was at the Spygate game where they demolished Derby. They were fantastic. So um, if I'm a curse, um, I've seen Leeds play some utterly brilliant football. But then just very, very strangely. um, So Leeds beat Rotherham. I show up for their game at Norwich and they lose. Um, They draw at Middlesbrough. They beat Swansea. They beat Bolton. I show up for their game against QPR. They lose. They thrash West Brom. They beat Bristol City. They beat Reading. I show up for their game against Sheffield United. They lose. They beat Millwall. I show up for their game against Birmingham. They lose. They beat Preston. They beat Sheffield Wednesday. I wasn't at the Wigan one, but I was at the Brentford one and the Villa one. Of course, I was at the Ipswich one, where they somehow managed to lose to Ipswich. Look, it's it's a bit of fun that I think Blades fans have, have had. And look, there are Leeds fans that do comment on my YouTube videos, Ben, and say, don't come to Ellen Road. Go away. <laughs> Leave us alone. And I, I very politely come back and say, look, it's a great club. It's a massive club. But you are aware Kimaru Roof fell over whilst taking a penalty against Ipswich. And then Kiko Casilla rushed out and gave us an open goal. It's not my fault, guys. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm an irrelevant blogger, but it's it's become a it's become a bit of fun now, and Blades fans love it, Ben. Absolutely. Now you're you're very very popular on uh, on Blades Twitter and on our forums, for what I can see. But yeah, I mean that's just classic football fans, isn't it? Just just seize on whatever we can. I mean, we had it. Uh, you know, we can't win on a. I, I, we can't win on a Tuesday or a Wednesday, right, I think it was, yeah. and, th- and then it became oh we ca- oh no we couldn't win on Sky, and then it was just oh we can't win if it's a strange kickoff time like a twelve fifteen or something like that, and then can win after international breaks. There might actually be something in that one actually because we never did win after an international break this season. But... I, I must admit though, when you read through the results, it is weird to begin with because it is literally win 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 win. I show up and they lose, but I can explain all of those defeats and what they did. wrong um and more to the point um i know you're um lovers of the great pablo hernandez the more and more i think about it since leeds playoff defeat last night it seems they were just too reliant on pablo and when his form when he just went from outstanding to just a mere mortal Hmm. they they didn't win and the same things have been said about mr Grealish and villa and mr buendia and norwich as well and um maybe that's where that's where the blades had a really good season because there was you know I suppose Norwood played the whole season, didn't he? But, you know, there wasn't that one player where you were like, oh, you take him out and they're rubbish. I think so, yeah. It's, it's a very, very good point. I mean, not to say that, you know, Leeds are... And obviously you're not saying this either, that they're, you know, one-men team or one-man teams. Strange pluralisation there. I'm saying you know they have I mean? an outstanding player who has a big effect on their on their output. Yeah, indeed. Um, well, I was going to I was gonna ask you not to, to dwell too much on Leeds, but... Um, Somebody else, uh, I'm trying to find who actually asked this. Uh, Matthew Plews actually wanted to get your take on on where where you think it went wrong for Leeds. I mean, do you think the the Hernandez thing was it? You know, just kind of going missing in in key moments. I mean, you know, as a, as a an outsider, it, a part of it just felt like they lacked this. Um, I mean, they lacked a clinical striker. You know, if they had Billy Sharp, I think they'd have won the league. But they they also lacked real composure, and you know, they could almost be. They were almost too emotional, I think. I mean, what that Villa totally game agree. that you went to, the Leeds Villa game, that looked like mania watching it on the TV. <laughs> it it was, was like, yeah. you know, every five seconds was an existential crisis. And yeah, I mean, it, that was that was kind of the thing that I that sprung to mind for me. But yeah, what, what was your kind of feelings on where it sort of I went think wrong? You've, I think you've nailed a, a couple of the reasons. Um, one, they play a risky system. They can, mm-hmm. They're going to give chances every game. The centre-halves are way apart and there's one midfielder in fullbacks way up the pitch I know all Blades fans listening will go well yeah we committed a lot of men forward and so did Norwich but um, I think Blades and Norwich were just a bit tighter defensively two like you said it it seems to be that um, even Roof um, that they could have had an upgrade Shea Adams in there Tammy Abraham Billy Mm. Sharp Timu Puki 
even Mopai. Um, mm. I know um, Jay isn't 100% convinced on, on Mopai, but um, I just think as well, when you look at it, and it pains me to say this as an Ipswich fan, Ipswich, Leeds and Norwich finished 12th, 13th and 14th last year, all tied on the same points. Mm. And there might even just be an argument to say that Leeds have got a brilliant manager who's just um, overachieved. Maybe he's at the glass ceiling with the, the players he's got. I mean, Luke Halen, he's, he's made him, he's, you know, Luke Halen is not Danny Alves. He's made Calvin Phillips better. Yeah. He's made Cooper better. Maybe, maybe they're just, maybe that's just their level. And he's, you know, maybe they should actually be seventh or yeah. something or no, I, eighth. I, 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 I the else has some... dragged them higher. I think that's a really, really fair point. I mean, uh, you know, the sort of the thing they kind of, I think a lot of people sort of forget with Leeds is they haven't really invested in the team. And I mean, that's been a very kind of uh, public shortcoming, I guess, in the, you know, now that we know the outcome of the season, you know, they didn't, they didn't do what, what United did in January and, you know, spend some money to bring in these loan players that add a lot of depth to the team. And yeah, ultimately that's kind of cost. I mean, yeah, you mentioned Bielsa there and uh, Jamie Mack on Twitter had a, Question along those lines, do you think that he will stay at Leeds and will they be stronger next season? What do you think? Well, um, if he does stay and they give him a bit of money, I think they could, <laughs> they could have a bit of a bit of a laugh next season. I think mm. they could be really, really, really good um, if he can develop what he's doing. I don't know. The I think the issue is now he's come to England and English football has fallen in love with him. And I remember there was a link with Everton or something and... All the Leeds fans said it. Bielsa in the Premier League would just be be great. So it just depends whether um, whether he wants to do that. And there's always a sense with Leeds and with Bielsa generally that it just like you use the word emotional and chaos and carnage, just, just could walk out at any point, couldn't he? Mm. So um, I hope he stays because as a YouTuber, I know there's some Yorkshire rivalry goes on here. I'm removed from that. As a YouTuber, Leeds. He's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. You, you when you're when you're making YouTube vlogs and podcasts, as you know, you want narrative. People want a story, and <laughs> Leeds give you one um, every every single season without fail. You know, including last night's events. But um, I think I think he might stay. Or what do you think? I could see. I mean, I think I think Brighton have moved on from Hewton probably to uh, go and pilfer um, Potter. Potter from Swansea. I mean, is the I'm not sure what it is at the moment, but he was certainly the early favourite. And that, that to me, is a good move. But, yeah, I think any other team that's in that kind of... Basically in the Brighton zone, if you like, of, like, they stayed up, but they had a pretty mediocre season. They don't have a they don't have an Eddie Howe or a Sean Dyche in place, a long-term plan kind of manager. I think they should definitely be considering. I, I mean, I don't want to segue too much into Brighton, um, but I get the long-term thinking there of moving on from Hewton of, like look, this isn't working. Any other year, we probably would have gone down. So even though you technically did a good job, you kept us up, um, it's time to look at the next level. And yeah, Bielsa definitely would be the next level. I think I was reading earlier, actually, he's on, he has like essentially a three-year contract at Leeds, but it's like, it's in one-year rolling segments, if you like. So they've they've offered him another year and it's now down to him whether he renews. He strikes me as the sort of guy, though. He'd, you, you may as well write the contract on a fag paper or something. <laughs> he strikes me as the sort of guy that does what he wants. And, yeah, you know, no, I, I ultimately the beat of his own bucket. Yes, <laughs> I always think that's going to be terrible for his knees, sort of crouching over like that. <laughs> it makes me, uh, yeah, it makes me feel feel every ache in my bones watching him on the touchline. But yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, Leeds are. I, I, I jokingly tweeted this last night because. You know, we keep hearing from Leeds fans that they're, they're box office. You know, everybody wants them in the Premier League. And I, I see well, what they mean. I don't, yeah, I don't mean this in a, a Mickey taking way. Like, you cannot argue with the drama at Leeds this season. As I say, watching watching that Villa game was absolutely mental. I mean, I, I couldn't take my eyes off it. It was just, it, not only because obviously United's ultimate fate was resting on it, but yeah, it was just crazy. And um, yeah, that's probably a good point, actually, just talk about the the championship playoffs generally because yeah obviously you have um you've been at all four legs so far how's the uh how's the experience of going to a playoff game as a neutral because uh united obviously have a a long and ultimately uh unfulfilled relationship with the playoffs many many defeats along the way at various stages so and i've never been to a playoff game as a neutral uh, at any level so yeah i'm curious what is what is the experience like as 
as someone who isn't hugely emotionally invested? Or, or do you well, find yourself being caught up in it? Uh, it's, it's, it's fantastic. Obviously, um, Ipswich run Sheffield United fairly close for being terrible in the playoffs. We obviously mm. have the one victory, but Derby have now tied us for eight championship playoff um, appearances now right. this season and they've only got one win as well so there's a few teams struggle look when you're in it and it's your team you just feel physically sick it's, mm. it's awful it's that um, East Anglian derby feeling I get when I'm at the you know at normally away at Norwich and I'm just like why am I why am I doing this this is not fun I, I, I feel sick there's no good outcome to this if we take the lead I'm going to be even more nervous if we lose I'm going to be like oh whatever I give up. So, um, no, it's it's fantastic. And obviously, look, the, it's. I know it's been a brilliant couple of weeks for football, but the the playoffs. They, I don't understand people that don't like them. <laughs> They're just absolutely brilliant. You know, I've seen um, West Brom nearly do a classic playoff score from a mistake, ten men behind the ball, then. Villa score two quick goals and then West Brom's best player gets himself sent mm. off and then we start the next leg and they score from a long throw and then you're chasing and a penalty shootout and another red card and all of that drama. Um, I think if you if you took any point in the season, Ben, and you said, oh, over the next couple of weeks, um, third place sixth, then sixth place third and fourth place fifth and fifth place fourth and you took all of those just top games and they would always be the games you picked out to go to. And they're just mm. all in a row, that that high standard. So it's been great. And I think, uh, I I'm, I'm, hope I'm not still too hyped up about it. I think I saw a classic last night. I think yeah. that will go down as alongside, and I've seen a couple, Whipswitch and Bolton, the, the 5 3 mm. seven, five on aggregate. Um, the Troy Deeney, um, where Knockhart misses the penalty. Oh, and against then, Leicester, yeah. Yeah, and um, poor old Mick McCarthy, Sunderland and... Palace where Gray gets sent off and Powell scores in the last minute to save them and they win on uh, Dowie wins on penalties. I think and I think genuinely think it was a classic last night but to your to your point it's um it's a lot more fun when when you're a neutral. <laughs> yeah, I have I have enjoyed sitting here because I, I I thought about this before and I was like if we'd so last season we finished uh, 10th I think it was and I don't remember really watching the championship playoffs because I was a bit still got that jealousy of like oh, you know Couple more wins, we'd be in this, and all right, we'd have probably got absolutely smoked by Fulham if we'd finished six. But you know, it, it, there was that thing of like, ah, oh, we we have ultimately missed out, so I'm I'm probably not going to watch. Whereas uh, Ben, can I just dive in in the Championship playoffs last year? You did have Slavisa Jukanovic, but you had Steve Bruce, Tony Pulis, and Gary Rowett. It was it was not good. <laughs> no, I suppose yeah. So what we got? I mean, yeah, I guess so. I mean, I, I'm not. Well, West Brom don't really have a manager still, do they? No long term pun there. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Dean Smith, I suppose, is a good manager, and uh, yeah. Well, they're attacking <laughs> managers. Um, I was true. at I was at Villa Borough, um, the second leg, and well, oh, basically word. over 180 minutes, Yedinak scored from a yeah. corner, and then I did neither. watch that second leg. It was it's shocking. Yeah, I, I still maintain Pulis was playing for a one nil defeat. Like it was <laughs> With, so um, bizarre. Traore, the fastest player I think I've ever seen as well, and you're like. What are you doing? This is like Superman catching the bus. Do you know what I mean? This is ridiculous. <laughs> it really was. Um, just quickly on on the format of playoffs and talking about like the you know the the agony of them. I mean, particularly for Leeds. And I, I you know, if there are any Leeds fans listening or watching, then I, I I don't mean this in a you know just sticking the knife in kind of way. But that is savage. They they were the third best team, or you know, you could make a case they were one of the you know maybe even better than that, but. Most most metrics and obviously the final league table had them as the third best team. They just got knocked out to the sixth team, um, and it's the fifth. And as you tweeted earlier, it's the fifth and sixth place teams that are going to be in the final, and one of them is going to be in the Premier League next season. And I mean, Villa maybe a slightly false position, you know, because since since I won't say since Smith has took over, but certainly since Grealish has got fit again, they've been on an unbelievable run, but. Yeah, my, my point is, sorry, Leeds, third best team. They're not going to go up. Um, what do you think about the playoff format? Is it is it fair or would you... Would, do you think there should be a better, a greater advantage for finishing third? Or is it just like, well, you know the rules. You know, you didn't finish top two. Them's the breaks, deal with it. You get the second leg at home. Theoretically, that's an advantage. And I, I've seen, you know, everyone always says, oh, the team that finishes third misses out. And it's it's not actually true, I think. 
out of all four slots, the team that finishes third is more likely to win the playoffs yep. than any of the other slots. I think it's 40% of the time. But yeah, what, what do you think to the format of the playoffs generally? And is there anything you'd you'd suggest changing to make it more well, fair? Remember, you're talking to an Ipswich fan who, you know, <laughs> consistently under George Burley, we, we were we were the leads. We were the ones that We've played the lovely more football. More than a few times, yeah. Yeah, didn't change our strategy in the playoffs and came up against Howard Kendall with you guys, Alan Kerbishley <laughs> with Charlton, um, Sam Allardyce with um, Bolton with Colin Todd and Sam Allardyce. Um, so I've been there and we were one of the teams as well. The year that we're talking about, West Ham, Preston, Ipswich finished third with Kuki and Ben and Tommy Miller and Joe Royal manager scored a ton of goals and, mm. and lost. Um, my, all I would say is, when has football ever been fair? When has the best team ever... Do you know what I mean? If the mm. best team won all the time... I, I accept that Leeds are statistically the best team um, on paper over over the league campaign in the playoffs. But um, I, I love it. I... I I can't really see too much of an argument against it. I've done the numbers as well. Third place qualifies for the final 65% of the time. Wow. So this is, a, yeah, this is an outlier. The funny thing is, though, when sixth gets there, sixth does tend to do well in the <laughs> final. So, um, you know, there's there's a weird kind of kink in that. But, um, yeah, the, the playoffs doesn't screw over third place totally. When it did screw over third place is when we had the ludicrous away goals rule, which Ipswich mm. chairman David Sheepshanks correctly got removed because the teams that finished higher were subjected to playing at home for possibly 30 minutes longer um, where the other team got extra chance to score away goals, which was patently um, unfair on the teams that finished higher. But um, I, I hate to be um, cynical about it. You know, the great thing about football is that sometimes the um david beats goliath you know yeah. and that's that's the beauty of it and you know sometimes the best the best team doesn't win and sometimes like last night the best team collapses and through goes sixth place and bangs in four goals in in a in a away leg and it's and and it's brilliant yeah i guess that's the uh the strength and weakness of a, a shorter format as well i suppose in it two games instead of uh 46 with the uh, with the sheepshanks away goals. Am I right in thinking that Ipswich would have got through on away goals the following season in the playoffs? No, um, <laughs> is that an urban myth? Let me figure this out. So <laughs> they were 2 2, so they'd scored two away goals and then it was 3 3, but the away goals only counted after extra time, didn't they? <sighs> yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. So, um, Ipswich would have still got through if away goals were stopped at full time, Ipswich would have been knocked out on away goals again, and it would have been the third season running that they would have finished higher. Then it was your boys. Sheffield United did yeah, it. Um, 97, I think. Yeah, and um, then Bolton... No, Charlton won fair and square. They beat us home and away, but Charlton mm. got 88 points and beat Sunderland, who had 90 points. Um, mm. So, yeah, it, it just clearly, clearly what wasn't fair at all. You know, yeah. to, you know even playing field and... Yeah, third should beat sixth, but, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, I do find it funny that uh, Sky still, obviously you weren't seeing this because you were actually at the games, but Sky still have to remind us every 10 minutes that the away goal (laughs) rule does not count. And it, yeah, went out in 1999, I think. So we're only on our 20th season of no away goals, but they still Uh, need to remind us. Ben, I think you've just nailed it. When people talk about the playoffs and the format... Um, the first couple of seasons, they messed about with it. We had a two-legged final. We had Charlton mm. from the top division playing off against Leeds. I think it's settled in either 1990 or 1991, and it's nearly 30 years now of the same format. So, look, something must be going. And just the, all those moments that we've we've picked out, you know, mm. there's been some brilliant moments. And I don't know if you remember Watford doing it one year. They must have been 11th or something and shot mm. up. Shot up Pal- through Palace there, is so. the one everyone always cites. I think that was like 99, maybe. Oh, okay, 18th or something? Something ridiculous. It was yeah, like Andy Johnson fired him all the way up, I think. Yeah. yeah. Going back a while. Oh, that must have uh, been Dowie, mustn't it? Yeah. Yes, it was Dowie, yeah. I think they came down the next season, yeah. But yeah, it was a dramatic rise. Palace are the kings of the playoff. Ben, yeah, Ben-Wing well, yeah, unfortunately, we, we know that only too well the season we beat Ipswich was uh, Lost Palace in the final. I do like. Yeah, we, I, we would have beaten Ben. We would have beaten him. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I do like um, the National League format for the playoffs, which I only I only clocked this season. I don't know how long this has been in place, but it's 
It goes down to seventh, and they have an elimination round between the. Okay, let's try. Uh, I think it's fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh, and so they then play a single game against the third place or the fourth place team, or something like that. And then I guess third and fourth argue that they got into more of a rhythm because they played more games. Or probably, what, yeah. What, whatever happens, third <laughs> will always feel hard done by because they didn't finish second. So you, you're never gonna, you're never gonna get that. Oh. All I'm saying is I was right royally entertained um, last mm. night. And even those Leeds fans, if football is about emotion, well, you know. It doesn't get much more emotional. Nice emotions, that. but they, they had some emotions last night, believe you yeah, me. Yeah, definitely. All right. Uh, I mean, you, you mentioned Ipswich a few times there. And um, a few United fans were curious about this. And, and I kind of am as well, actually. Um, so Joe Glover asked, uh, do you think Ipswich being relegated could be a blessing in disguise for the club? Uh, and I noted you, you said this on your, uh, I can't remember specifically which video it was, but I, I wrote down the phrase you said, uh, or somebody said, you know, it's a good opportunity to kind of retool and, you know, just a, a chance to kind of clean out Deadwood and basically come back stronger. I mean, what do you think? Do you, do you agree with that, blessing in disguise? Well, or Ben, you've, you've watched the complete blueprint for that unfold in front of your eyes over the last three years the issue is and everyone should follow the excellent accrington chairman um andy holt who did a brilliant tweet about this the other day he said there's three types of um financial positions in the championship there's the teams with the parachute payments who have a massive advantage and i'm sorry if people think i bang on about that but i genuinely think it's almost 50 50 as important as the talent of the people working at your club is the amount of money you have to spend because of the vast disparity. The second ones are the people who are trying to compete with the champ. You know, people like Mr. Chansiri, who you'll know all about, Mr. Morris at Derby, oh, yeah. who are trying to make up the shortfall with the champ with the parachute people. And then there's people like Marcus Evans at Ipswich who tried to invest what what he could, what he was prepared to lose, but never ever said no. I'm I'm you know I'm I'm going to sign Vidra for 12 million or whatever. He never, never, ever did that. And the truth is, if he had six years in League One, like Sheffield United, and wasn't trying to compete with people signing Benekafobe for 10 million. I mean, this is the thing. It's fair enough Like Ruben Neves is probably worth whatever Wolves mm. paid for him. But it's when um, Matt Ritchie's worth 13 million or... Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And they're... The team that finished 16th in Stoke spent that money on a phobia. Yeah. There you go. Right, there you go. Um, so the long-winded answer is it might not do Marcus Evans that harm, and I'm looking at the Sheffield United blueprint, to not be competing with those people for a while. Like mm. you said, retool, you know, I mean, we can talk about McGoldrick till the cows come home. He was a big <laughs> owner, and he's gone. Bialkowski will probably go to Birmingham or something like that. Um, cut those wages down, get good whilst you're not spending a ton of money. Because at the moment, we're spending this much money to be average, mm. and we can hopefully go down and spend half of that to actually be a good team. And then you see Blackburn come up, and for the first six months, um, I, I always maintain in the championship, if you've got two years of planning, and it's you know it's re- fair to middle in planning, you'd be better than most of the teams there, because they all turn over managers every, every yes. one year. It stands stands to reason so obviously as a football fan i take the optimistic view that the best case scenario is going to map out um incoming ipswich 18th place by um december or something (laughs) in league one but we're all looking at what chris wilder did where you build in a in a league you can actually afford um because the truth is if you don't have parachute money you can't you can't compete with those teams on a financial thing i know there's blades fans screaming at the pod now well how did how did we how did we get up unless you have a brilliant strategy mm-hmm. an excellent manager doesn't help as well some planning and and everyone knows i love the blades everyone else stands aside and you seize the moment and you say west brom have got no planning hull are not interested in spending swansea are not interested in spending stoke are rubbish Middlesbrough have Tony Pulis. Okay, Norwich, Nor- Norwich have done it good. Newcastle went the other way with their parachutes. Sunderland are still getting parachutes, and they were blooming di- they've gone as well. They're a division below. Mm. And Sheffield United, when this is our moment, we're going to take a short-term hit on 
Gary Medine's wages and a, probably a big promotion bonus and um, Kieran Dowell promotion bonus or whatever. And we're going to seize the moment and we're going to go for it. And um, that's why I got so amped up in that video because <laughs> they bucked the trend. Nice. Yeah, the only thing I'd say with Ipswich, not to uh, rain on your parade, is it took us six years, you know, we and we were getting progressively worse and churning through the managers. So... Yeah, finding that right manager is is what it's all about and getting that plan in place. I mean, yeah, just just quickly and just a, a couple of sentences, I guess. Where, where did it go wrong this season, I think? Because obviously you started the season by moving on from McCarthy, uh, bringing in Paul Hurst. I was getting mixed up. It was Paul Hurst, right? Yes. Yeah. I always get Paul Hurst. And the thing is, I know exactly who they are, Paul Hurst and Paul Warner. Yeah, in my head, I always feel like I've said the wrong person. But I wish we anyway. had bloody Paul Warner, I told you. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so you brought in Hurst, but what in just a couple of sentences do you think went wrong this year? Was it just like, was it almost time in a way? Yeah, yeah. I think it was it's time. just heading this way. What I just described of trying to compete yeah. in this league without parachutes, we did it for 17 years. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, you know, I have my opinions on McCarthy, but he was certainly propping it up the way he knew how. Yeah. And unfortunately, um, when Mick McCarthy leaves a club, there's not that much long-term stuff laid in there that someone else can go in and say, right, I can I can use this philosophy or these players. It's quite for the moment and for McCarthy. Obviously, the hire of Hurst was no good. The recruitment was abominable. And you get in that rut. And yeah, just a terrible, terrible team this season, sadly. Yeah, do you think you'd be looking at uh, some of our released players to potentially oh, bring in? I'd love some of them, but the issue is that we've still got a hugely unbalanced squad because mm. um, Hurst brought in his guys, then Lambert brought in some guys. So I think it's a case of um, trimming the fat first. But if you're, I mean, who are your released guys? Well, ones I'd suggest are realistic. Uh, Paul Coots, if he's willing yeah. to drop down, he, to wait, he won't drop a level, will he? I'm not sure. I, I'm pretty confident a championship team will pick yeah, him up. Yeah, uh, but yeah, never know. Uh, Connor Washington. Oh, it'd be it'd be obviously, perfect. Obviously, yeah. did you know very little for us in in not many minutes, but I would imagine. I think he's only twenty six, twenty seven. I would imagine he'd do good things in League One. He did for um, uh, Peterborough, Peterborough a few years ago. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, yeah, Martin Craney. The, I, uh, I, I thought Martin Craney was good in your running. I, he I he all, was. was. All brilliant. these players, the only, the only issue is a lot of them have just been promoted to the Premier League. Do you know mm. what I mean? They're, they're, <laughs> they're probably, a, probably a level above Ipswich. Coots is interesting because people will see him as damaged goods with the injury, won't they? But mm. the, the other thing with us is we've got Ted Bishop, we've got Alan Judge, we've got Andre Dazelle, Tom Amy might one day get fit, Emma Hughes might one day get fit. We've actually got a whole load of um, sort of clever midfield players. They might not be as good as Paul Coots, but do you know what I mean? I, I, I don't to know do whether... a job next season. Adding another one. Well, the, the good thing is, and he's not your Norwood, but um, James Norwood, the mm. League 2 player of the year, is very, very... Um, likely to come after the playoffs. We're apparently at the head of the queue oh, really? for that. And he's just a nasty, nasty League Two striker who's banging the goals in. So um, it sounds ridiculous. We just want Lambert to recreate um, what he did to Norwich, basically. We want <laughs> Judge to be Houlihan and Norwood to be Grant Holt. And nice. off we go and yeah, get that type thing going. <laughs> Very good. Um, all right, I've, I've just got a, a few quick questions for you to finish up in no uh, particularly logical order. So here we go. Um, who asked me this one? Uh, oh, the the Dem Blades fanzine. Uh, so he asked me, or asked you, I should say, what do you make of Wilder sweeping the board for uh, Manager of the Year trophies, LMA trophies, etc.? Uh, fair result or slightly surprising? If you, like me, believe that it's 50-50 talent and money, then Wilder should win. If money, on, on the basis of um, the, uh, whatever Norwich fans say, and I, will, I know I get in trouble with them, Norwich set this up with Premier League money. Um, they had three years of parachute payments to set everything up. Not many teams in the championship can sign James Madison for £3 million and just loan him out to Aberdeen for a year to, mm. to develop. Chris Wilder did this in, I, I know it's manager of, of the year, but uh, Farker was brilliant, Wilder was yeah. brilliant, and Bielsa, frankly, was brilliant as well. To, all, all three of them were, were fantastic, but if, if you 
believe that money is as important as I do in the story, then then there's a good argument for for Wilder. But uh, it's Wilder and Farker. Neither of them had any right to be in that top two, so they both both would have been worthy winners, wouldn't they? That is, that is a very fair summary. Um, having watched us quite a few times this season, uh, Dogman, the excellently named Dogman on Twitter, who do you think is our best player? Um, and this is a great thing about the Blades, because I could pick quite a few, couldn't mm. I? Well, um, the, uh, the, our player of the year vote was very interesting. I mean... The Goldrick like, won it in the end, but it could have been six, seven, like eight Like that people. year when Ginola won and everyone split all the Man United <laughs> players. They, they yeah. all just split the vote and he, he came through the middle. Um, I think the most, well, the two most talented players are probably Norwood and McGoldrick, strangely, mm. you know, for, for pure skill. Um, Stevens is probably the most improved, although I'm probably stealing that from listening to your conversations. Um, Don't worry, it's, it's still correct. <laughs> the most saleable asset is probably O'Connell, isn't it? If you think of a young... Um, English player who Burnley would pay 15 million for or Bournemouth mm. would pay 15 million for that would be um, O'Connell Fleck is excellent isn't he um, Norwood I think Norwood it's a good shout um, and similar question uh, what position do you think we should sign first to improve the squad for the Premier League oh Christ um, how old is Billy Sharp he's 33 and yeah, I'm, you can, I'm heading that way too. Yeah, you can. Uh, when when do you ever not need a really good striker? And um, and again, I said this in that rambling um, admiration for Blades <laughs> thing. Sheffield United are now in the elite of English football, which is the thirty or so, twenty-five to thirty clubs that make a hundred million quid plus whatever parachutes, even if you go down. And they just need to stay. I know it sounds cynical and football is about the glory and it's about winning. And would you rather win the FA Cup and never have Premier League money again? But they could stay in the, they could stay in the elite. They, they need to not look at what Fulham did. who yes. took one of the most brilliant midfields I've ever seen in the championship and destroy it whilst spending all of their Premier League TV money. So whoever they sign, they need to just take a long view and realise that if they play this right, even if they go down, they're still then... You had Kieran Maguire on, didn't you? You, mm-hmm. you, you you're then going to receive another 75 million quid whilst every other team in the championship gets seven. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's kind of like, how could how can you mess this up if Chris Wilder stays? So, um, look, when when do you ever not need a not need a good goal scorer? So that's that's what I would probably, probably think. And um, who better to work with than, than Sharp as well? Yeah, I know, exactly. I think, yeah, I mean, we only have two strikers on the books at the moment because uh, Leon Clark's on the transfer list. So it's, it is McGoldrick and Sharp who, combined age, I believe, is 63, possibly going on 64. So has we're going to have to... Ben, has Sharp ever done anything in the Premier League? Has he... No, I. Uh, he's played a few games. I'm not 100% sure if he scored a goal, but he might have done. He played for Southampton, I believe. Oh, but, yeah. of course. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is... Uh, I mean, this is the season where he will get a proper run in the Premier League for sure. So I can't wait to see it. Um, on a related note, any targets spring to mind from the championship that you think would fit our style of play? Like not necessarily up front, anywhere in particular. I saw this question come in and I don't want to contradict my previous answer because unfortunately, <laughs> higher end championship players will now cost you. You're, you're now going to grossly overpay for them because no, be like everyone, 15, 20 million, yeah. yeah, everyone knows you've just got. What's what's the um, Blades transfer record? It's Egan, isn't it? Yeah, four million. Yeah, I I just think you've got to move slowly. You can't now immediately start paying fifteen million quid. Like I don't know if Brooks became available back, it won't happen. You can't immediately sign someone for fifteen million quid. I think they need to just take a two or three year view and not overpay ridiculously i mean let's pull someone out of the air for example so if derby do not get promoted and i don't know tom lawrence or Jaden bogle say was available mm. um it's just not paying a ridiculous fortune and hamstringing your future that what the blades need to do is minimum next year be red hot favorites to win the championship that's the yes. minimum for, for next year and I'm a bit worried about Fulham coming down and having to completely shift everything about mm. and shift players about so um, 
I, I, you can see I've got a real soft spot for Sheffield United. I just, Obviously, yeah. just be, I just really hope that they're sensible, Ben, and they don't start spunking ten million for yeah. some. I, I don't think they're gonna. They're gonna. Do I, that. I don't think we will either. I think people will be. Uh, would you I take? Think... Would you take Medine, Ben? Um, if if he was say six million, would you would you sign Medine? Not for six million. We we talked about this in our player ratings. If he's available for like three million, then yeah, I think go go get him. You know, he's. What about he, Dowell? He, Again, available for that kind of money. I like him. He's young. I think he's got. Uh, I think he did pretty well for us, to be honest. But I expect Everton will want like ten million for him or yeah, something like that. Being in England the- under twenty-one, and he's, he's, in no way is he worth that to us. I'm sure he'd be worth that to some people. I'm really glad you said that about red hot favourites for the championship because that's very much my goal. I mean, um, the Tifo, yeah, the Tifo football podcast, but it's really well where it's like get to the stage where relegation is not a disaster. Because you're you're built to come back up, you've not done a Fulham and like potentially destroyed everything that you've built for over the last few years and potentially dug yourself into a massive hole. You're not Sunderland, so yeah, um, that's very much along my thinking as well. Um, uh, oh, what did I have as a couple of final? Oh yeah, here's a good one. Uh, as a as a Championship expert, could you give me your dark horses for the Championship next season? So. Let's set aside, you know, the teams. Well, maybe you could say some of the Premier League teams that have just come down. But well, you know, you've got Neil Warnock with parachute payments, Ben. That's, <laughs> that sounds quite dangerous in the chat. Yeah, true. But but set aside, you know, set aside Leeds. Uh, they're probably going to be the the favourites, I would imagine, immediately. And Stoke, perhaps. Yeah, who's your who's your dark horses to watch next year? Well, we all think um, you're an ex chief fan as well. We all think there's going to be a season where Brentford actually perform their their XG and and do something, but. Mm. Surely this year was the year of the dark horse, Ben. Sheffield well, United yeah. and Norwich, and were, the, Norwich yeah. were, the, were the top two. So um, I think we might see a return to Mr. Warnock being back in the top two and then retiring with his with his ninth promotion. Hmm. Um, not, not sure how Huddersfield will go. Um, Swansea, if they kept Potter and actually gave him some money, would be a dark horse. But I kind of agree with you that he might be South Coast um, bound. Yeah. And I, I wouldn't blame him, frankly, with the American owners at... Yeah, Swansea. Like Daniel um, James is off as well from there. Yeah, I mean that's yeah that's definitely going to happen, isn't it? Um, we'll, we'll say we'll say Brentford. They'll unearth some another ridiculous player, or Ben Rama mm. will have the season that we think he can. And um, yeah, that, they they can be my top six dark. Horses. That's a good one. I think yeah, I think that that's probably the the, the best shout. I reckon. I, I worry they're going to get raided yet again uh, this summer. Brentford but they, and Ben. They spent two hundred and two percent. Um, uh, wage bill income figure. Mm. They they actually need to get raided to even sustain. They you know they're, they're not going to be saying go away, don't take our players. They're going to be yeah. saying Mopai, yep, okay, but you're going to pay. You know we yeah. don't need to sell. Um, so I think that's that's the model that they're on. We'll definitely take him and uh, Ben Rama off their hands if it's oh, uh, yeah if it's it's not pr- too prohibitively expensive. Um. And then I guess I guess the final question, uh, Jamie wanted to know, how much does it cost in petrol to do your thing, trekking up and down the country? <laughs> I don't know, and I don't want to know. Um, I look, I have a full time a full time job, so don't worry, I'm all right. I'm not killing myself financially doing it. Obviously, um, we make a bit of money from podcasting and YouTube, and and obviously the the entire dream is, wouldn't it be great to make a living out of just prattling on about football mm. so i work hard at doing that um and if that comes that comes and in the meantime yes my petrol bill is high but i have just moved recently to a nice place in bedfordshire right on the m1 so um i can do so it's just annoying that you guys got promoted because it turned into a <laughs> good run up to um up to uh bramall lane but um in all seriousness, and um, I'm sure you guys have thought about it, um, I may well go down the Patreon route next year, and not for a fortune, but I have so many lovely people who appreciate what I do that if they were, you know, willing to not have a cup of coffee one month and give me the three pounds or whatever instead, you know, that you'd be able to maybe do a bit less work. One it would be uh, money very well spent for sure. <laughs> there you uh, go. As you say, you you. Work extremely hard and extremely good at what you do, and yeah, somebody somebody did ask that when uh, when a Sky Sports going to be on the phone to uh, g- 
give you give you a full time job covering football. But yeah, it's uh, it's amazing. Can, I, can to see. I just say a quick thank you to the to the Blades fans? And I mean, it is a bit of a perfect storm. If you're a Championship blogger and there's a really good team like Sheffield United, then it stands to reason that I'll be very complimentary about them, not <laughs> not pandering, and then you become popular. But um, I made some really really good um, friends. They've been absolutely fantastic i know there was a thread very annoyed that i'd managed to get a ticket for the leeds game on a on a blades forum and um people were unhappy that that didn't go to a to a quote real blades fan um but they've been absolutely brilliant and um i will miss going there um next year as i stick with the championship and just that lovely lovely people really really good really good kind of working class nice club um so thank you to all the blades fans that yeah we'll, we'll miss having you you're more, more yeah. than welcome to the lane for a, a premier league game oh, next I'll, season I'll, I'll get dizzy if i watch premier league football it's too fast <laughs> ben <laughs> i've I, I watched 74 championship games this season okay I'll, I'll have a fit if i watch premier league football 74. good that is amazing and um, i have a ticket for the playoff final so 75 just, there we just go just about to ask that which which set of fans are you sitting with well this is this was a long conversation between me and my illustrious missus today. I have a ticket, one ticket in the Villa end, but I have a feeling I'll be able to get two in a better vantage point and be able to go with my missus um, oh. if I go into Derby end. So I I won't put it on a on a um, secondary sale site. So I will sell the ticket back to a genuine Villa fan at face value if I can get two. But I. I don't really. I'm not really bothered, um, to be honest. I it's might have got beaten up in the Leeds end, but um, <laughs> <laughs> so throw me out of the stadium. Get out. We're not going to win if you're here. <laughs> All right, brilliant, Ben. Where can uh, where can people check you out on the social medias, etc.? Yeah, so at Benjamin Bloom on twitter um i do even if i don't reply i do read i do read all of them so i do appreciate it um it's youtube.com slash benjamin bloom um and yeah if you want to take a little trip back um there's some great sheffield united content on there you can go back to my first viewing of chris wilder's team my chat with ben which is probably really worth listening to now when we were trying to figure mm. out how the championship race was going to go and if you if you want a bit of um emotion before the game of thrones finale just watch the last six minutes of my video um reviewing when you got promoted because that's that's a neutral fan getting swept away with the brilliant story that um chris wilder gave you guys <laughs> that's brilliant that's a, a great place to leave it ben and yeah just uh i guess thanks once again for all your amazing coverage of the championship. I mean, I know the same with the Not the Top Twenty podcast. I know I'm going to be, you know, paying attention to that uh, at least as much next season as I was this season. That very much applies for for your content as well. So, yeah, thanks for everything you do. Thanks for coming on this podcast and uh, yeah, being being a, a good luck charm for the Blades. It's, uh, it's it's been greatly appreciated. It was me. It was all me. <laughs> Not well. Though. Thank you. Thank you very much. Absolute pleasure. <laughs>